Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We'll start it up here, hour number two on a Tuesday. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. And Danny Amendola starting up a discussion I think most people have had since the second Cam Newton signed with the New England Patriots. And I think you probably know that they missed the playoffs, fellas, of course, in the Pats. Uh, are reeling a little bit. They're trying to figure out what to do. And, of course, Tom is on the brink of another Super Bowl. Danny Amendola, good slot receiver for the Pats, played five years there for New England here. Key, you want to mention something real quick? About what? Oh, you want to mention so – let's hear from Amendola here oh. real quick. This is Danny Amendola yesterday on First Things First on Fox Sports 1, essentially saying the debate we've all been having with the Brady versus Belichick. You heard Gary Myers, our NFL writer on in our last hour, essentially say – in Brady versus Belichick, not just the general player versus coach. Yeah. In Brady versus Belichick, he thought it was Belichick early, Brady almost the rest of the way for 17 of the 20 years. This is a guy that's covered football for 40 years. Danny Amendola. Jeez. Yeah, well, he said it himself. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just thinking when you say 40 years, I'm like, it's a long time? Yeah, I mean, you know, he God. gives some experience. Danny Amendola, some experience with the Pats, says absolutely positively, if you're going Brady versus Belichick to ultimately define the Patriot way, there is no choice. When you see Patriot Way in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's name next to it. Uh, None of those coaches threw any passes. None of those coaches caught any passes. None of those coaches made any tackles. They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and they spend all their time at the facility. But uh, but Tom Brady is the Patriot way, and that's and that's the reason why Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now, and 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 uh, the Patriots aren't. Shots fired. I I don't even. I can't. I I hate stuff like this. I don't even know what it started at, Jay. I, I, it, key, because, I can't with stuff like this, man. Because based on what he said, I don't even want to go in on him because he's completely wrong. I mean, Tom Brady is is great. There's no question about it. All that we know that. But this dude act like Belichick and the staff did nothing. Like, they didn't discover terrific Tom while he was sitting at Michigan trying to figure out how to get on the field. And then they gave him an opportunity, drafted him in the sixth round, and realized his talent and said, you know what, I think we're going to go with him. I remember the conversation that I had with Bill Belichick when Tom Brady was starting their quarterback and replacing Drew Bledsoe. I remember a conversation that I had with him. And so it's like, what, what is Danny, Danny Amendola talking about? What, what did a whole lot of nothing. when you talked it was just a, It was just a conversation about, Bill, about how Tom was doing at the quarterback spot and what they plans going forward was going to be. And that was really it. It was just a Did he say a something like, we, we really like this guy. He's got something. I mean, honestly, yeah, like, it sounds he, silly, yeah. but like, no, what, what did yeah. he say? It was that conversation. Like, we really, we really found one. Like, we like this dude. Like, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be all right. You know, I think he's going to be all right. And this was, I was still playing at this time. And the conversation was such that I was playing and Tom was coming into his own as, you know, as like this superstar getting ready to be. And so it was more of a conversation that at some point I want you to have an opportunity to reach out to him and just let him know how these things could, you know, take off. And so those conversations happened early on in Brady's career. But to, to think about what Danny Amendola just said, Jay, it's like, wait a minute, man. You, it, it sounds like to me there's some shade yeah, yeah. and some kind of, as y'all like to use the word disgruntled, he seemed like a very disgruntled ex-employee of the New England Patriots because he wasn't re-signed and he had to sign with the Miami Dolphins because the New England Patriots didn't want to keep him around. That's what it sounded like to me. 
these are the media conversations that have seeped into the subconscious of people that they believe like one is more, you know, hey, it's well, it, he had way more to do with winning championships than the head coach that actually provided him the vehicle to win the championships by putting the right people in place around Tom Brady. It, it, it's like when people say, uh, well, Michael Jordan could have did it without Phil Jackson. And you're like, well, wait a second. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't because he was actually with Doug Collins before that having scoring championships, but it wasn't panning out in the playoffs. And then Phil Jackson unlocked Michael Jordan by putting him into the triangle offense, which actually developed better scheming with different players and Jerry Krause. Like all these players, coaches, and GMs are forever intertwined, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be one against the other. That's the whole point of having team sports, Key. Team sports. And, this is, and, and I understand Dan, Danny Amendola is a friend of Tom Brady's. I get it. You, he's your quarterback. Y'all went to Kentucky Derby together. Y'all probably play golf together. You hang out. I get it. He's your boy. But to say that it's all him and not Belichick and, and Charlie Weiss or, or Josh McDaniels or, or Willie McGinnis or, or Teddy Bruschi or Ty Law or some of the other guys that have helped win those championships – I think that's ridiculous. But, but you know, hey, man, it's Dan, Danny Amendola. It's Danny Amendola. But do you have to give him some credence because he was there for a half a decade. He did catch passes from Tom Brady. He did win a couple Super Bowls with him. I understand, um, you know, he's not his number one guy. It's not like it's Edelman or Gronk or somebody saying this. Now, if Gronk would have come out during Super Bowl week and said this, it would be something else. But I, I still do, say the same damn thing about Gronk. But I do. That's not true. But I, I think I think you're undervaluing. I think Amendola has a right to express his opinion because he was there for all of it. He does. He does. But he knows what's going uh, on in the meetings. But that's not facts, though, man. Zubin, that's just talking. That is nowhere yeah. near like all Tom and none of them. All, all, he, all, if, if, if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady came out and said. I'm the reason why I will be talking about this. But I heard something different from Tom Brady the other day, Zubin. I, I heard a yes. Tom Brady that was very appreciative yes. of how Bill Belichick handled things. Now, they may not be best of friends, but I don't need to be best of friends with you. Absolutely we need to win don't. championships, Key. That's all that matters. Yeah, we don't need to break bread at the end of the day at the table. We don't need to have play with our kids, and I don't need to name my kid after you and all those weird things that people do. No. But I understand Amendola was in the building. I understand he caught passes from Tom Brady. I get that. But I also understand that you're not telling the truth. You're just saying something for clickbait. That is not the truth. And here is what Jay is referencing. This is Brady talking about his relationship with Bill Belichick. This came on Monday. I have a great relationship with him. And, uh, again, I'm just incredibly grateful for, uh, you know, what he's meant in my life. Uh, as a coach, he was everything you could ask for as a player. You know, I love my time. I had two incredible decades there. And, um, you know, my football journey took me to a different place. And I certainly could never have accomplished the things in my career without uh, his support and uh, his teachings. Incredible coach and mentor for me. And uh, I've had a lot of those in my career, but obviously he's at the top of the list. Well, we should have just played that sound. And after Amendola said what he said, we should have just played the Brady sound. And we, me and Jay and you didn't have to say anything. Speaks for itself right there. It just speaks for itself. It, it's Yes, the Patriots didn't make the playoffs this year. Yes, the Patriots looked very bad all the way around. 
if Tom Brady was there, the Patriots would have still looked bad, and they probably still wouldn't have made the playoffs. Exactly. Because that team just is not very good. And terrific Tom saw that and decided that I'm going south because I want to win again. And based on the way this thing is constructed, I'm not going to win. Key, I just want to let people know we had Gary Myers, the host of the GOAT, the Tom Brady podcast on, who's obviously – it's done a lot of digging into Tom Brady's past and spent, you know, time around him and things of that sort. You don't need to be best friends and hey, we're family when you have these type of relationships with your coach. I, I feel like fans always and people always want it to be so much more. They're like, well, it seems like there's something missing between you guys and it's not as lovey lovey as it should be. It doesn't need to be that way in team sports. You guys both came there with a mission to win Super Bowls, to win championships. As long as you're, as long as you're accomplishing those goals side by side, that's what your relationship needs to be. It doesn't need to be any more deep than what it was, and that's what it is, and that's okay. Yeah, there, lastly, there could just be some sour grapes. Obviously, Amendola, let's just be honest, is not particularly relevant. The first year he left the Pats, he went to the Dolphins, and the Pats won the Super Bowl, right? So he stays in the division and then sees the Pats win the Super Bowl and then moving on to the Lions. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Commercial insurance through Progressive protects your business and your dream. Choose from over 30 coverage options at ProgressiveCommercial.com. On the way, Brady's story, pretty darn good. But so is the story of our next guest. He went from undrafted to Super Bowl champion. Yay! And he'll join us on if whether Tom Brady can become a Super Bowl champion again on Sunday. He talked about playing to age 45 and beyond. I would definitely consider that. You never know kind of when, you know, that moment is. And again, it has to be 100% commitment from myself to keep doing it. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We've marveled at Drew Brees, 41 and done, and it appears as though he is going to be done. It's probably just a matter of time. Brady is thinking about going further than that. Brady's also inspired other people to go into their 40s, like Aaron Rodgers, who essentially said, you know, I mean, honestly, Rodgers has said, like, I improved my diet. I started training a little bit better. He had all the natural gifts. But watching Brady has even inspired people like Aaron Rodgers. You think Aaron Rodgers is taking the Tom Brady supplements? 
You think he'll get on that he train? He looks key? much lean. Doesn't he look a little leaner, like than you've seen him in years? I, I really, to be honest with you, I really haven't looked. Um, <laughs> I'm sure if you've noticed it, it probably is to some effect. But I haven't really. I mean, I really haven't looked. Like they all look the same to me, right? I mean, they literally uh, all wait, look what? the same. They all look the same to me. Rogers looks the same as he did. Six or seven years ago, Brady body still tall and slender. You know, <laughs> Big sale. Ben still got the okay. cheeks coming out the side of the helmet. They all mm-hmm. kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. Facial hair for Rodgers is the only difference. <laughs> Facial hair for Rodgers is probably the only difference. But nobody has slimmed down. Those guys could only wish they slimmed down after their playing days the way they are. I mean, when I when people watch me work with Jeff Saturday or we've seen Jeff Saturday, people are like, "That guy was an offensive lineman in the <laughs> NFL. He is. He looks so great, and he joins us this morning on the Goodyear." Hotline, Jeff, great to connect with you. We're All those about- offensive linemen look the same, you know? <laughs> right, you never pay attention unless something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 45, they're talking 45 and past that, Jeff. I mean, you played for a guy like Peyton Manning, an aging Peyton Manning, let's be honest. Um, what do you make of going beyond 45 for Brady, broaching it and essentially saying totally up for it? I wouldn't bet against him. I mean, listen, we, we, Jay, you know, Jay Will was making fun. Like, whatever supplements he's got, the avocado ice cream, whatever whatever all those things are, we might all need to start jumping on it. You know what I mean? I mean, this guy, when you look at his his first Super Bowl picture and his Super Bowl picture now, he might actually look better. I mean, so, so we, you know, as a man, it's the Benjamin Button experiment, right? Like, he's getting younger as we all get older. But, listen, the way he's playing – and I think the abilities that he has, you know, in football, you kind of have an inverse relationship, right? Like football knowledge and athletic ability usually kind of cross. That's when people hit, you know, what they call their prime. I, I think when you talk about the, the, the football acumen that Tom Brady has and then apply it to how he's taking care of his body and then how the teams protect him. And honestly, let's be real, the league protects him and, and other quarterbacks, right, from taking these shots. Why wouldn't you continue to play? I mean, he's playing He's playing good football. He's on a very good football team. They're well coached, obviously playing the Super Bowl. Man, like, like why would you want to stop, right? I mean, this, this guy just continues to win and break all types of record. Man, I, you know, you got to feel good for him. Jeff, what's more impressive to you, Brady winning two Super Bowls at the eight, over 40 or Patrick Mahomes winning two 25? Oh, over 40. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's not even close. Like, I mean, you're, you're, uh, I mean, you know, you could break Brady's career down probably into quarters and he's, you know, he's got hall of fame numbers in every quarter of his, of his career, which is just to me, the longevity and the productivity in that time frame is just, it's second to none. I mean, it, it is so um, remarkable the way that they've been able to win in New England and now obviously him coming down to Tampa Bay and getting another shot at it. I, listen, I'm what Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, Eric Bieniemy and, and Coach Reed have done in Kansas City is, is a thing of beauty and they are definitely hot, but when you talk about the longevity of what Brady has done and the quality that he has played at for that long a period of time, I think that one to me is more impressive. When you look at all the conversations, because this is the week, right, Jeff? This is the Belichick versus Brady, who wins, why, who's responsible, all of those sort of things. When you look at it, you know, you play with a great coach, Hall of Fame coach in, in Tony Dungy and a Hall of Fame quarterback in Peyton Manning. What do you make of all of those type of conversations? Who deserves more credit? 
You know, it's really it's really disappointing that that everybody are having these conversations. It took both, right? It was a, it was an and conversation. It wasn't an or. I mean, if if you think about uh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, listen, I played against those defenses, right? And you're just now beginning to see, you know, Richard Seymour, some of these guys' names, the Will Forks of the world. They'll start putting their names in the Hall of Fame conversation as well. But they were loaded on defense. And I'm pretty sure through Tom Brady's career in New England, the defense was somewhere between 18 or or, or 19 points per game, which is absolutely unheard of. And you win a lot of games. I mean, I can remember in the AFC Championship game, we were one of the the most prolific offenses in NFL history. And we scored three points in a snow game up there, right? Think about them beating the greatest show on turf. I mean, you just can continue to move down the line. That's not because of one player and it's not because of one coach. It was because of both of them and their drive and their relationship. I mean, listen, it's unparalleled and it was so productive because each guy knew his role and key. You and I both know, man, it requires both of those. And so, yeah, it's laughable, man. When people say it's Oh, it's got to be one. Come on. If, if Tom Brady wins it, it's not because Bill Belichick isn't the best coach in the league. It's because he's on the best team, the best players with a good coaching staff, right? Like, stop trying to make it an or conversation. Jeff, my wife and all of our family are from Indianapolis, and all I keep hearing about these conversations is where should the Colts go? Where should the Colts go? Like, Matthew Stafford is no longer on the board. What do you see as the Colts' next move? Oh. Man, it broke my heart, Jay. It broke my heart, man. I was I was hoping Stafford could get there, man. You know, every Colt fan in the world, we all had our eyes dialed in. I'm, I'm gonna tell you on Saturday when I got the calls, I just started shaking my head. I was like, man, you gotta be kidding me. That was it just felt like the perfect fit. So, you know, I think Chris Ballard and 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 Frank Wright go back to the drawing board. Um, I still think they like veteran quarterbacks, right? It's kind of been the way of 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 uh, Chris Ballard and the conversations he's had. But, you know, I heard him talk about it even before the Stafford, uh, you know, kind of trade, and he, and, he, and he made it kind of a joke. He said, listen, the, the, the media, you know, they want me to pick a franchise quarterback, and then when he plays bad, they want to fire me for it, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time and pick the right guy. And, and I think it's all going to be that musical chairs of how many guys really can leave. You know Deshaun Watson, the Texans are not going to trade him in the division, so that one's going to be off the list. Is there a, a Carson Wentz potential because of Frank and that relationship and how, you know, how, how, how do they think he, he could get back? There's just there's so many pieces and parts. I think you just kind of got to wait and see and kind of let it sift out. You know Ballard is willing to make a deal. He did it for, for Buckner out of uh, San Fran, gave a first-round pick. So you know he's a deal maker. It's just he's going to make sure it's the right deal for the organization. But, man, the Stafford one, bro, it hurt me. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with her whole family, man. It hurt, uh. it hurt me too, ain't no doubt. <laughs> St- Stafford is a Ram now, but there's another name that could potentially land in Indianapolis – Matt Ryan. Would that be okay? Matt Ryan? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I mean, there's there is no doubt. Again, you're talking about guys who have proved how well they can play. Matt Ryan taking the Falcons to a Super Bowl. I live in Atlanta, so seeing him play up close and personal would have a better line and a better scheme of what he's been doing over these past few years. Listen, he he had some very talented players in Atlanta, but it never felt 
uh, it, it never felt together. You know what I mean? Like, like it never felt in rhythm. It always felt like the team was kind of in pieces and parts, whether the defense was playing good and the offense wasn't or the run game was going and the pass game wasn't. So I think he would find that continuity in Indy. They would protect him, which we know is going to be enormous for Matt Ryan and the rest of his career because of his age. But, man, the, the, the guy is accurate. He can dial it in. He's proven he can win. I like the fit. It's just a matter of do the Falcons get their guy? I think they're at four. Do they get their guy and then let him walk? If I'm the Falcons, I think you have the most leverage to do it pre-draft if you know you're going that direction, but you're hearing, you know, you're hearing conversation down here with, hey, we may hold off until we see what we get a year, you know, that type of deal. Let, let the, let the uh, rookie learn under him. But yes, that would be a perfect fit uh, in Indianapolis. Jeff Saturday, we have breaking news. The Green Bay Packers have officially committed to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Shocking. Um, what does this mean for Aaron <laughs> and leverage and the leverage he'll have moving forward? Yeah, this has been interesting, right? There's first of all, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay, and, and, and unless he has a retirement ceremony, uh, you know, no, no one is going to let him out of there. You talk about the league MVP, the, the the level he's played at, the leadership he has he has shown in Green Bay. It's interesting to me, though, Jay. Like. The one thing that he's always kind of wanted is a little more power in the building, right? And so when you think about that, the, the Corey Lindsley, who's a center, who's going to be up, or, or whoever's contracts are going to be up, a little more conversation. You saw what Tampa did for Brady, right? They bring Brady in, they bring Gronk in, they bring Brown in, right? I mean, they already had some pieces and parts. They made sure their tackles were shored up. They did. So it'll be interesting to me because Green Bay is pretty loaded. I mean, it's a good football team. Two NFC championships back-to-back. You know, they, they make you know, one bad call away from potentially going to the Super Bowl. Like, this is a team, so you're not sure. I would think they would probably commit to a longer-term contract for him to show, hey, Jordan Love, it's been fun. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna watch a lot of football the next five years. Uh, but we have our backup plan or succession plan kind of in that mindset. But, yeah, Aaron ain't going anywhere, bro. And, and they got a good football team. It, it would be, in my opinion, it would be silly to go elsewhere when you already have it all there and what you've done in Green Bay because uh, it, it's, been, it's been absolutely incredible to watch. Jeff, what do you remember about playing in the two Super Bowls that that and uh, in, in also leading up? I guess maybe you had a bye week at one, and then you played in one where you didn't have a bye week. Yeah, you know, we buy both, and and uh, so so the you know the, the first week is all celebration, right? And you know, getting all the logistics of travel, tickets, kind of all those things, you know, put up and put away. Um, but but man, you, you know, the the time you spend when we got to Miami and the the dinners we had as a team, and and when your family gets down there, um, and the dinners you go to with all your family who supported you, you know, all these years, and kind of the celebrations you get to have leading up to the game are, are it's just unbelievable man I mean I can, I can I, I was so fortunate to go to two and and you know the, the the time that you get to spend with family and friends and it's really you you even as the season is going right you think about the games you had to come back and win and there's there's something fortifying about it right as, as you get prepared for these two weeks it feels like your team grows closer I, I remember taking my kids and my wife and my friends to the practice because the Colts would load up family buses for our final practice and we're running around the practice field and, and, and you know, hugging and throwing the ball around. And 
I mean, man, there's just so many great memories, uh, you, you know, to the lead up and then and then post Super Bowl, man. I mean, it, you know, it it, it 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 there's no more fun, right? The celebrations, the uh, the time that you have, your family, my kids on my shoulders, and my wife and I out there running around hoisting the trophy. It's uh, it, it, it it is like no other experience. I can assure you, I had so much fun doing it. It's really instructive to hear that, and it's great to hear that because you're in a situation where everybody talks about Brady having the fairy tale career, but give yourself some credit, man. You went from undrafted to Super Bowl champion, and that's something very, very, very few people that are walking this earth can say. So it's an incredible experience for you. You sort of took us inside your experience, and we'll all watch Tom's 10th Super Bowl experience coming up on Sunday. Jeff, thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate y'all, fellas. Have a great one. All right, Jeff. Same to you. Once again, Jeff Saturday and everybody else joining us on the Goodyear hotline as we have a little Jay had a little breaking news regarding Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We have a little breaking news as we go to SportsCenter. And right out of the gate, Jay, we need Craig Melvin to do this. Bucks <laughs> Tony Phil has seen his shadow, which oh, means, no. oh, yes, geez. as if 2021 couldn't get any worse, but don't worry, it probably will. Six more weeks of winter. We're still trying to clear image of the groundhog if you're watching on television. I'm sure it's everywhere. You can find it. But that's the deal, guys. Six more weeks of winter, according to a woodchuck. What do you think? Key, you need the, you need the gloves ASAP. We need the gloves. We've got to get ready. You, you can't even get them, though. Everything is shut down right now. So even if I ordered gloves, when are they arriving? Well, that's why you have to order them now so you can at least get them a month out from now. Yeah, well, I'll figure out how to make it. Make it work. That's not that bad, though, right? I mean, six weeks is not that bad. No, no. I mean, considering we've lived through 2020 and all of 2021, this just seems almost apropos. Had he not seen it, I would have asked him to come out and just do a double take because that's how bad. <laughs> Are you sure, Mr. Groundhog? Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to come back out and just recheck? Yes. We'll see you next year. We'll see you next year. Uh, the NFL, obviously, moving towards the Super Bowl. A couple of important notes here. The Chiefs have played their, uh, placed their wide receiver, Demarcus Robinson, and their backup center, Daniel Kilgore, on the reserve COVID-19 list. Again, this doesn't mean they can't play, but they do have to test out negatively for the next five days, which should, obviously, they could get be tested out by Saturday. Also important to note that both teams, every single player on both teams, uh, is going to be tested daily. And if you're wondering something we have been wondering on and off the air for the last couple of days, if Mahomes or Brady were to be test positive, Demora Smith, the NFL, both sides, players, owners, league, the game will go on. We shall see. But they say the show <laughs> yeah, will go on. Yeah, right. Huh? That's what most people think. But as Key mentioned yesterday when we were discussing it off the air, if you've done it for 17 weeks and the entirety of the postseason, it seems a little strange to be able to flip it now. But then again, I don't think Raymond James Stadium is booked solid, so they could certainly move it. At this time, every day this month, we'll be talking about a great moment in black history. It's Black History Month. In 1984, Georgetown's the late great John Thompson became the first African-American coach to lead his team to the title. When the Hoyas defeated Houston, you may recall he passed away at the age of 78, but what was really cool is his son, John Thompson III, he was a junior. Uh, John Thompson III ended up coaching a couple of different college teams, including the Georgetown Hoyas. And SportsCenter is brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Man, I, watching Big John coach, boy, I sure thought I was a basketball player. The one thing a lot of people, Jay, I mean, I, I know you mentioned this the day that he died. We were on the air 
And this is just one thing I wanted to bring up. You said you actually wanted to play for Georgetown. I mean, people will always identify you as a Duke Blue Devil for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, but uh, Georgetown was a place that you really aspired to go, right? Oh, I mean, growing up in, in New Jersey, uh, spending time watching Big John, getting a chance to meet him and spend time with him, and just the way he was able to lead people. I mean, some of the stories uh, of how he would take kids out of their environment and essentially save them by bringing them to a university like Georgetown and helping them get out of their own ways are just, they're so incredible. He changed so many lives. Zubin, it's um, Georgetown basketball will forever be ingrained in my DNA. I know I went to Duke, but I grew up watching Big John and loving and idolizing everything that the Georgetown Hoya brand stood for when as a I was young player. A, when I was a kid, they played in the Winston Tire Classic in the sports arena out in L.A. I went to the game as a kid mm-hmm. to watch Georgetown play. You know, because out west it was UCLA, which I'm not rooting for, and maybe like Arizona. Outside of that, Pac-12 basketball was garbage. Mm-hmm. So everything was the Big East. Everything was Georgetown. It was just that Hoya love, you know, wearing the gray and blue Nike Hoya shoes. It was like, that's it. And then Coach Thompson, when you finally had a chance to meet him as I gotten older, it was just one of those deals where you're like, man, this is the same dude that was coaching these dudes. Yeah. Uh, Key, and this dude would, I'm sorry, this dude would even go into the streets. I mean, it's like he would go into, like, you know, the streets of D.C. and confront gang members. Like, he was not afraid to tell people what the deal was and saying, hey, this is the standard. Don't cross this line. The one thing I would just say is we're going to move on to some uh, phone calls here about our poll question this morning. What would be more impressive, Brady winning two Super Bowls after the age of 40, which seems to be the slam dunk answer with our guest this morning, or Mahomes winning two at the age of 25, he won't turn 26 until September. So line up the phone calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Brady winning two after 40, Mahomes two at 25 years of age. What's more impressive? Last thing I would say about Thompson is we're going to get to some calls. It looks like we've got some ready uh, to go. Key's real rankings will be coming up next as well on his impact players in Super Bowl 55. Thompson is along the lines of those people that honestly um, will probably be more fondly remembered in the years to come. That's really the shame of when you do something to break a barrier. There, John Thompson is a very controversial figure. Don't get it twisted. He was always remembered later in life for what he did, particularly for the black athlete. But for a lot of what he did in the prime of his career, there's a lot of people that didn't understand why he was doing stuff, things that were happening. And you see that with a lot of athletes, whether it's Kaepernick, whether it's a late great Muhammad Ali. What ends up happening is long after they go, and one of the great regrets of Ali is that by the time people realized how great he was, he couldn't even thank them. He couldn't really understand where he was or what he was doing. Somebody had to bring him up to light a torch. You know, so it's really sad to sort of think that you work hard, you're a visionary, but you don't really get to benefit and see the fruits of your labor. It's a little heavy this morning, but I do think Thompson falls into that category. No, he, he does, but it's, it's, it, it's not necessarily you, but just in general, you use the word, or people use the word controversy, all of those sort of things. It's like, well, it's only controversy if you make it controversy, because... He did it his way, and, it, and by doing it his way, look at where it is now. It's healthier now than it was when he first started doing it. So things happen, and they progress over time, and I, w- and, and I would say that I'm sure he wouldn't take it back at all. The way he coached his style, the players, 
all of those sort of things because he's still for something greater than himself. Yeah, he was bringing out a lot of players a lot of other people wouldn't touch, and he touched the NCAA championship. Okay, let's touch on the poll question. What would be more impressive, Brady winning two Super Bowls after the age of 40 or Mahomes winning two at 25? One of those will come a reality, obviously, uh, here on Sunday. Jonathan is in Columbus, Georgia. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you think? Hey, guys, even as a Buccaneers fan, I would have to say that Mahomes winning two before 25 would be a little bit more impressive, and here's why. Most young quarterbacks that make it to and or win a Super Bowl are asked not to lose the game. They either have a combination of a great defense, a great running game, special teams, or what have you. Brady and Roethlisberger go into that category, not because they couldn't, but because they weren't asked to based on the team they had around them. Since Patrick Mahomes took his first snap as a starter, he's asked to be not only the guy, but he's been the catalyst. And if they win Sunday – he will likely have two Super Bowl MVPs along with two championships. So because of the type of pressure that's on him physically mm. and also mentally from a decision-making standpoint as a 25-year-old, I think that may be just a little bit more impressive. That's I a great point, that Jonathan. That's a great point. Yeah, the, the, it's a good point. The problem is he's already won. So he's not even considered a young quarterback anymore. He's a veteran guy now. Like, this is his second Super Bowl opposed to their first Super Bowls with Brady or Ben Roethlisberger. Man, you're 40 years old, and you're playing in the Super Bowl, and you got a chance to win a third time. I mean, that's saying a lot. When you get to a certain age, I don't care if you're handing the ball off 50 times a game and making three passes. You're there at that age? How can with no With no training in the, in the uh, offseason, off right. no real – no real training camp, sort of no. kind of like a truncated situation. There's that word again. Big word. Um, <laughs> and, and you look to new players. you got new coaches. And look how long it took for them to get it right offensively. It took them a while. They had to go through the bye week to, to assess things, to self-evaluate, to scout themselves, to realize we can do better if we just did these sort of things. And this is the second Super Bowl over the age of 40, let me correct myself. Uh, thank you a lot, Evan, in the control room. But it, you look at it, and you you can't possibly think that Patrick Mahomes is more impressive than an old dude. Can't. I mean, look, I, I shoveled my driveway last winter storm, and I could barely walk the next day for the last, you know, for the next four days or so. I can't imagine playing football at the age of 43, regardless of whatever kind of nutritional regimen that you're on. Uh, it, that's Getting up and doing that constantly is insane to me. But I, w- I will say this. It's really been interesting, though. Uh, and Keith, you, you, you talked about, hey, not having a you know, preseason, uh, obviously battling COVID and some of the things, new team, new scheme, new head coach. It almost felt this year, though, there was more pressure on Tom Brady to get his team there than there was on Patrick Mahomes. It, 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 and, and I know we've been talking about this because I've said it multiple times. I'm like, why isn't there pressure on Kansas City the whole year? But people just – expected them to be there and it felt like people were waiting to chastise Tom Brady and company for them not being able to get there so that pressure on top of that in order to achieve what he's been able to achieve at this point just to get there I think speaks to volumes about this team Bruce Arians and Tom Brady all collectively together here's why we got to run here but here's why I'm going to pick Brady just envision these two scenarios and, and you tell me which one's more palatable to you. This is just my opinion. And again, we'll continue to take calls all morning. Josh is in Kansas. Marcus is in Tennessee. If you fellas can hang on, hang on. We got to run. But uh, we'll be asking the question all morning. Here's what I think. The game is tied with 2.08 to go in the fourth quarter. I'm just 2.08. We got the two-minute warning, right? Just a little over two minutes to go. 
Patrick Mahomes could run out there, throw three passes, they kick a field goal, and they win the Super Bowl, and I think it would be amazing. It would just add to his legend. Or the game could be tied with 208, and you get the slow trot of the 43-year-old guy walking onto the field. I don't care. I know if you're a Chiefs fan, I get it. But if you're not a Chiefs fan, you tell me what you want to see with the game tied and the ball at the 20. Patrick Mahomes running out there to create more magic, which is awesome. Or old man out there saying, one more time, take it 80 yards to win the game. I don't even think it's close. Most people would love to see Brady in that position versus Mahomes right now. Matt LaFleur's kicking the fourth field goal. Thing, exactly. Fourth and goal, I want to see Matt LaFleur kick a field goal. That's what I want to see. You're right, Evan. I, I don't want to see Tom Brady do that. You know why, Zubin? You want to know why? Why? Because I know what he's going to do. I already, I, already, I, I can tell you what's getting ready to happen. He's going to go down and just score the touchdown and kick the field goal, depending on what they need. I don't need to see. He's done it 18,000 million hundred times. It would just I don't be, need I, to see it again. It just seems like that would be a magical way to end the game. To take nothing away no, from Mahomes. No, no, but it, it, of course. But we all know in those moments what Brady's going to do. You can go to the restroom, miss a few plays, and come back, and they'll be at the 20-yard line. Because yeah. you already know. Yeah. Right? It's just... You know what's going to happen. Yeah, we can only hope for a close game. There's been decades, as you know, where the Super Bowl has been blowouts. But the last several years here, we've gotten some, we've gotten some dandies. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. On the way, as I mentioned, Key's real rankings this week. Key's most important players in Super Bowl 55. Who are the three guys Key has in front of Tom Brady? I'm sure you know who one of them is. But who are the other two? He talked about playing to age 45 and beyond. I would definitely consider that. You never know kind of when, you know, that moment is. And again, it has to be 100% commitment from myself to keep doing it. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie. They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
facebook.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This morning's edition are Key's impact players in Super Bowl 55 from 7 to 1, which actually includes eight names. You'll have to wait till the end to get that. All right, Key, here we go. Number seven will be the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. When you think about the things that he can create and the disruption in the secondary for Kansas City Chiefs, whether it's blitzing off the edge or up the middle or being deep back there to cause problems in the secondary for the quarterback that's trying to deliver the football, and that quarterback will obviously be Tom Brady. So he's at number seven. Number six is maybe the fastest guy in the field. Tyreek Hill, you said it, Zubin, fastest guy on the field. And I think people would probably say, well, he should be higher. He's a little lower. But this is not what this is about. He torched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the regular season. I don't think that Ty Bowles is going to allow this young man to get the Super Bowl MVP trophy if Kansas City wins a football game. They're going to try to take him out. I don't necessarily know that they'll be able to. He'll still get his. Chiefs O to Chiefs D. Here's an interesting one. Chris Jones, right? He's a big defensive tackle in the middle. A lot of pass rush. You push the pocket in Tom Brady. You collapse the edges. And then you have something to disrupt. You get him off his landmark. Something that they've been able to do throughout the season with Spagnola calling the defense, continuing to get better. I think a guy that's paid the way Chris Jones is paid, he relished this moment. Changing zip codes in Florida and really paying off here. It is certainly paying off, like you said. We didn't really understand what Leonard Fournette would be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming over from Jacksonville. You didn't really see the pop that you've seen recently, whether it's catching the ball out of the backfield, running and spin moves and getting into the end zone. He's been able to be a do-it-all back for the Buccaneers, taking pressure off of Ronald Jones as well as Terrific Tom. Top three, speaking of Terrific Tom. Tom Brady sitting at number three. I know people want him to be one or two, but he's at three. All he has to do is not screw it up, which I know he will not. He delivers the football to his players, let them make the plays, let them play defense, run the ball to Jones as well as Fournette, get out of there with a W. That is important to me. Number two is not the guy you'd think would be number one. Patrick Mahomes. And the reason he's not number one is because there's somebody else, a couple people that's sitting at number one. But when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, he's got so many tricks in his bag, whether it's eluding the defender, whether defender's holding on to him, he's still able to deliver the football, he's able to get the ball into his playmaker's hands, and he very well could come out of this thing with a W and the MVP trophy. Here comes the number one, but we're going to split this. It was well, a split for the defensive front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Coach Todd Bulls. You got to get at Patrick Mahomes, much like you have to get at Tom Brady. But you got to make sure that you're getting things done like you did against Aaron Rodgers, JPP, Shaq Barrett, all of the defensive front, the linebackers. They've got to go and harass Patrick Mahomes. Don't just hover around him. Make him pay when you get an opportunity to. Now, I know what that sounds like. It sounds easier said than done. But in this case, in this situation, if you take care of business up front, your secondary can hold up against the Tyreek Hills of the world. And if not, then you potentially can get run out of the building, much like you did in the regular season. JPP knows a little something about rushing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay, what do you make of Key's seven spots, eight guys? I was going to ask a question, Key. Who do you give the coaching edge to? Do you give it to Bruce Arians or do you give it to Andy Reid? 
probably going to lean toward Andy Reid in this situation um, because he's been there, done it, and from the sounds of things, it's more Tom Brady coaching teams nowadays than it is Bruce Arians. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, all I'm saying you is from the sound yourself. of but Dan, Danny Amendola said it. It's all about Tom. I'm just stating the facts. That's all. Uh, Danny, Danny said it. Everybody's talking about what this means for Brady, what this would mean for Mahomes. That's our poll question. We're going to get to it at the top of the hour. But, but let's be honest. With the amount of people just dumping – on Bruce Arians because, you know, he's a guy that's always spoken his mind. When he was a TV analyst for CBS, it wasn't very long. They called him Uncle Bruce because he would kind of come, come out there and say some crazy things. But at the end of the day, this would be all unbelievable validation for him. There's a lot on the line for him here, too. Andy got the Super Bowl. Tom and Patrick's bona fides are there. But for Bruce Arians, this is absolutely gigantic. On the way, Brady is an old guy. Mahomes is a young guy. More impressive. Your call's next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.